Galaxy of Film presents. Then fucking go! What is up, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I am your host for today's episode, Danilo. Dude, it's been a while since I've been in the host seat. It's been a while since I've done LFG. But we're back in business. It's the middle of summer. I'm joined today with a few fellow members of Galaxy of Film and a few fellow friends. Jake, how are you doing today, man? How are you doing? I'm doing well. Very happy to be here. That's it, man. Really? I mean, I was I I had a tangent, but I don't I wasn't. Hey, let's hear it. No, let's hear the tangent, man. I mean, not necessarily tangent. Just you know, looking forward to to talking about this lovely show. I watched it like all the way through twice. I I like wow. recently saw it, and was like, yo, I liked it so much that I'm like, I'm gonna get my girlfriend on board with it, and she loved it too. And then we started just weekly watching season three, and it was it was a very fun time. And I'm sad it's over, or is it? We'll see. Who knows? Who yeah. Knows? We're also joined by a fellow friend, Uncle Brian. Brian, how is it going today, man? Uh, today is going awesome. Uh, also very excited to talk about uh, this wonderful TV show, uh, Ted Lasso. Um, definitely excited to be back here with the uh, Galaxy of Film. Uh, it's chat. It's always a good time. And, you know, my Monday's been going pretty good. Summer is here. It was hot today. We keep getting storms uh, down here in this part of the world. So uh, we'll see how that goes. We're supposed to be getting one roll through any minute now, but I have high hopes we'll get through this thing uh, together, you know, just like uh, AFC Richmond does. So, oh, yeah, we love it. We love it. And speaking of soccer, guys, speaking of AFC Richmond, Mr. Alex Reams, who used to play soccer when he was seven years old. How's it going, man? I've, 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 I've never played soccer or football. That's okay. That's okay. I, yeah, <laughs> I I watched this show because of the <laughs> pandemic, man. That's the only reason I watched this. And now here we are three years later talking about it like it just ended. Yeah. So I'll, I don't know how I feel about that part. Well, speaking of things that ended, man, shout out to Monday night, because Monday night's about to end after this episode, but I don't know what that is. <laughs> anyway, though, dude, my dad watched the show. He really loved it. He was telling me to watch it, and I don't listen to my dad a lot when it comes to watching television shows. You know, my Uncle Brian knows the shows that he watched, Frasier, Cheers. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah honeymooners right that's that's yeah that's when uh that's when television was at its best for sure uh no those are those are a little a uh, little old even for me maybe not frazier i guess i was i was like a kid or in frazier that was a bit that was a big deal um but kids didn't really like frazier as much as adults that was more more uh, adult uh themed uh kind of kind of humor and stuff there but yeah i think your dad has pretty good taste and obviously if he's steering you towards ted lasso that makes sense yeah so listen to your listen to your dad come on I try on, to. Nilo. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard when you're you're in your twenties. You know, don't want to listen to dad anymore. But sometimes you have to. But anyway, though, so I just started watching it one day, and I was like, you know what? This show's a pretty good show. And then I started to watch it when I would be like, you know, down and about here in the beast. And I'm like, you know what? This is a great pick me show, pick me up show, not pick me show, but pick me up show. So we're on season three of Ted Lasso, and that's what we're going to be talking about today on this wonderful episode. Um, season one and two dropped. We never did an episode on it, but if you if you would like to see my recap and my little review of season one and two, I think, I don't really know which one I did. I think it's two. Um, go to Galaxy of Film on Instagram, Look, go to the little reel section, and there's a 45-minute video, I think, of me just talking by myself about Ted Lasso <laughs> with a white visor on. So go check it out, guys. Like, it, it should be pretty interesting because it was back in my heyday. Back in my heyday at uh, the old Rochester area. Now I'm here. 
But speaking of back in our heyday, speaking of running it back, let's run it back with Ted Lasso season three. A little recap for you. Nate the Great left. Uh, AFC Richmond's trying to win it all. Um, they don't know what to do. Ted's wondering. Ted's having his issues with his marriage. Um, Rory and Keeley are broken up now. And Jamie's trying to talk to Keeley again. And Coach Beard's just being Coach Beard. An absolute tank, dude. An absolute tank. Anyway, though, man, they're just trying to win the league, basically, and just trying to win games. Um, They're having struggling form, you know, like all mid-teams in the Premier League, if that's what you guys watch. Yo, shout-out to Chelsea. They finished 11th this season, which is god-awful, but shout-out to them because they're my team. Um, But we keep going on, man, and everything gets a bit more complicated with the relationships. Rory Keeley and, uh, oh, God, what's his name? Jamie, Jamie Tart, Jamie Tart, G Wiz. I forgot the one. I forgot the Wiz kid. Jay. Um. Then all of a sudden, also as well, what's his face? Nate the Great's over there at West Ham, chilling out. Comes back home, and you're like, "Wow, thanks for coming through, Nate." But speaking of coming through, Ted leaves and he comes through Oklahoma or Kansas City, wherever he's from. It's Kansas City, and then he goes home, and that's how the show ends. And then you're just kind of like, "Damn, that kind of sucks." But anyway, we'll go by like the first two episodes. We'll go by the little arcs. First arc we got was a uh, little shout out to Zlatan Ibrahimovic, but I don't know what his name is in the show, but he was like some genie gypsy. I don't, what, what was he, dude? He was just some tall guy who was a tank. Zava. Yeah, Zava, Zava. dude. Zava, yeah, Zava. So, Jake, I see the look on your face, man. As soon as I said the name Zava, what'd you think of the first little arc we went through here in Ted Lasso? I, you know, it's, it was, it was fun. I, I, I liked the, I mean, we needed something to sort of, you know, get us back on the board here. So I thought like he kind of, he kind of gave us that good, like kind of shot in the arm that we were looking for. Um, so initially like with him coming on, um, obviously, you know, he's the star player. Like he's taking the spotlight from everybody. He knew he wasn't going to really like stick around for the whole thing. Cause he would just, you know, steal the spotlight and you know as we know about Ted Lasso it's all about wholesomeness and winning as a team and all these things so obviously Zava wasn't meant to last but I I I liked the initial like kind of tug of war that everybody was having with him like all the teams wanted him and things like that um I I I thought it was funny I thought he did uh I'm not sure the actor's name but he did a great job um I I enjoyed his little guest appearance and I thought I mean, I didn't really like the way he exited the show. It was kind of unceremonious, but um, but I I liked it. I thought it was fun. Um, I was waiting for him to return at some point. Never happened. Um, but I I did like it, and I thought that it was pretty funny that he ended up going with with Richmond. Um, although I was kind of like, you know, if you're like the most wanted player in the world, and anybody could be throwing anything at you. You know, I guess, I guess, like him being his, how weird he is. He's just like, I need the challenge. I want to go on the, you know, the worst team in the league right now. I thought that was pretty funny. But, um, but you know, I, I had fun with it, and I thought it was, I thought it was cool. And I, initially, I was a little like, um, obviously, as the season begins, you're kind of like, all right, like, what are we, what are we doing here? Um, so initially, I don't think I really like was totally on board with like what was going on initially like in the beginning of the season but it grew on me as we kept going um and i mean we'll get into it more as we progress but initially i was kind of like what is this is 
this is, this is interesting. Like, you know, all the, the Keeley stuff. I'm like, is this really consequential to the show anymore? Like, is, is, does she even really have a place in this anymore? Um, that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, as, as the season went on, you know, you start to see things play out. So it was interesting. But, yeah, I like Zaba. Okay. Okay. And, Brian, how about you? What did you think of the first few, first two episodes, <laughs> two, three episodes, two episodes with Zaba in it? That whole Yeah, so... Yeah, so the the first um the first episode or two, kind of the same way I felt like about season two. Um, there was something about it like it just it took me like um like a minute or two, kind of like what Jake was saying. It took me like that episode to kind of get into it. Like there wasn't anything like like out and out that I didn't like about it. Like it was just I don't know, it was just like coming back home and like it, it feels like a little awkward like getting around like all of these people again. Um, and then it kind of hits like it's it's stride and you're like back in it, right? I think because uh, you have all these crazy characters and then you have someone like Zava coming in. Um, I thought Zava was hilarious. Um, you know, obviously, you know, drawing on some uh, real life parallels of some footballers there. And I, I thought that that was really great. And I thought that he served as kind of this uh, really good kind of component to really kind of set up this season as kind of this final confrontation between like Rebecca and Rupert and how that was going to play out and uh, Richmond and West Ham. Um, so I kind of liked him as kind of like almost like this pawn type of a figure. And then he was just crazy in the way that, um, you know, kind of the rest of the team uh, interacted with him. Did have a bit of a unceremonious uh, exit from the team, but that's to be expected when you're talking about uh, diva millionaire uh, football players, I suppose, I guess. Um, and that seemed to fit like his uh, personality, uh, you know, coming into the team and stuff like that. But, but yeah, after, after it kind of, you know, sucked me back into the, world then i was along for the ride and uh yeah i thought that i thought that it was it was good i think it's hard to start something like ted lasso up and to get you to buy in to the story that it's that it's telling um you know especially as you know beloved as it is right it's it's got a it's got a pretty tight rope to walk so um i thought it did a good job i enjoyed it okay okay and alex how about you man how did you feel about zava's zava's little uh entrance into the uh, uh... I thought it was completely unnecessary. You're on what is you're advertising as your final season, and you have a very limited twelve episode time frame, <laughs> in theory of a half hour, so six hours of filmmaking, and you spend the first bit of it on a football player who has never been in the show, who is clearly only there as a little bump for the team to go through this is something that should have happened in season two yeah this is something that's been set up during one of the arcs in season two i mean we had a couple wasted episodes there easily could have been thrown in there and would have made season three a lot more tighter and a lot more efficient in its storytelling because there's too much time wasted because of these episodes at the beginning of season three nope. i think they're good episodes just mis misplaced that's a hot take, man. That's a big <laughs> hot take. But I'm completely in agreement with it. I don't you know, know if you I hated these episodes, dude. Like Ted Lasso, season two and season three start very weird to me, I guess, if you want to call it oh I can't I'm muted. I've been muted that whole time. That's fantastic. Oh, I wasn't? I hear you. Oh, whoa, that's cool. I guess my microphone's not working. All right. Anyway, though, man. So yeah, dude, season two and season three start very different. You sound great. Which is really weird. It just like Brian said, it's hard to just dive right into this Ted Lasso world and experience, you know, and buy into that storytelling. So I feel like they always have to just start off like there has never been a previous season. Like you just kind of know what you're getting. And that's how both season two starts off, in my opinion, and season three, where if you didn't watch mm -hmm. the last season, you can just start right up with this season and still get that same emotional pull once it gets to your last later episodes. 
not maybe not to the biggest extent if you started you know season one but you know if you started you can get it but yeah no it was um i don't know it was all right but i didn't care for these two episodes really <laughs> um zava was cool because i like I don't know how many of you guys are into it, but I'm into that soccer world. So I instantly knew who Zava was supposed to represent. And it's funny. You guys mentioned how he has an unceremonious ceremonious exit. If you're ever that big in soccer or football, if they call it over there, you have a massive ceremonious exit. Like they just ran out a whole stadium for you to leave, throw a big parade for you, show all your trophies and everything like that. So, so it was weird in that way as well. But then you also go and you're like, well, Richmond was like, what, a tier two Premier League championship league team. So, you know, they don't yeah. have type of money nor trophies to do that um, yeah obviously this is a fictional world so you can you can play around with that you could have made yeah, richmond yeah. just be spectacular this season but but you know danilo and anyone out there listening who uh, follows this at all a team from the championship does not come and finish second in the premier league that doesn't happen uh so i they needed some legitimacy i guess for for that to be the case for the showdown to happen uh because in the real world richmond just gets crushed and goes back down a level right in the in the real world so i, I think that i had to now obviously yeah this is this is fiction so you don't really have to to play it as straight as that um but yeah there you go funny you mentioned that brian and funny you mentioned that little tale and the little tale is going to be leicester city the year 2016 to 2017 when they won the <laughs> premier league they were 5,000 to one odds, and they started in, like, the third division of soccer. Oh, God, what a time to be alive. Anyway, though, so the first two episodes as well were Zava. Also, though, it was Nate, and we got to see that relationship on how Nate was how he was doing over at West Ham. So, once again, let's go around a little clock here. Jake, what did you think of Nate the Great's little appearance back in the show in the first few episodes? I I mean, obviously, like, that, that big the the season two stinger there where you know he's with uh oh shit Rupert he's with Rupert now um and he's you know he's playing for uh, their team what is it uh, West Ham yeah right? yeah. yeah West Ham West Ham United they, they, so he's he's with them now and so I initially was it was it was fun to watch because you know he has this kind of persona on the field or on the pitch excuse me. Uh, he has this kind of persona on the pitch and uh, it's it's really funny because then, you know, he gets called up into the office or something and then he's just like instantly knocked down a peg and, you know, he still has that insecurity and like, you know, that like the comeuppance is coming um, and you know that like at the end of the day, like he's just, he's just, he just really lacks confidence and like, it, it was good to see though. And, and like, I was obviously like, I, we'll get to it. I was a little bit like disappointed with how Nate's like whole thing kind of wraps up like it sort of felt like there was no real um I don't I maybe that's just I'm just like a cynical I just want to see something happen to Nate because he fucked everything up um but uh you know I liked seeing him here I thought it was an interesting dynamic and it made the it made the tensions you know raised up the tensions quite a bit and I thought um I don't know. I found it. I found it more engaging this way because obviously, like now, he's playing directly for the people that Rebecca wants to take down and that we want to see Ted take down. Um, and I thought that was. I thought that was good. And 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 him being a little shit at the at the the press conference and talking Ted down and just you know putting him down. And then Ted obviously being a baller and just you know being you know just killing him with kindness. It's why we love him. But also, you're kind of like. 
God, just say something negative about him, please. This is what we want to see from you. You can totally drag him, and you have so much to say about him, but you just won't. But you know, we respect him for it. But uh, but yeah, no, I I liked the dynamic, and I thought it was, I thought it was interesting. But I mean, I, I his like little side part, like I always liked when we cut to him and and Rupert because it's like this has to do with our main story. Like this is where we're gonna wind up heading. So. None of that felt like, you know, fat or anything. Like I didn't think that needed to be cut. Like some other things might have. But um but yeah, no, I, I liked him. I liked the dynamic. Um and I again wanted to see him get in some more trouble, but obviously we didn't get that. But uh but liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I liked having Nate. I like those side cuts that you had. It was always interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, Brian watched I think he watched the Bad Batch season two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of remind me of um what was his name? Dead not Deadshot, uh the sniper guy, Crosshair. Oh, when Crosshair, yeah. To his side and, and it would always be cool to take a break from our main characters and see what our fellow main characters are doing, you know, on the mm-hmm. side there. But Alex, what about you, man? What did you think of uh good old Nate's um little side quests that we saw? Nate's entire arc this season is just a representation of all the things wrong with season three of Ted Lasso. Like Nate's, like the inability to commit to whether or not Nate is an protagonist protagonist makes the entire foundation of season three extremely wobbly and does not make for a conducive environment to make a good show. Because they, they got rid of their showrunner, Jason Sudeikis took over, and you can clearly see the drop in quality. Mm. And the mishandling of Nate's arc is just the biggest and honestly just worst example of how little experience these guys had at TV making. It, that's just what it shows, and it suffers a lot for it. Everything that was good in season two gets tarnished by season three. Dang, man. Besides the finale. It's like Rupert's in the building. No, it's just I don't think we should mince words when we're talking about what is frankly an underwhelming season of television after two great seasons. I don't think we should try and say oh, it was good. It got some redeeming. No, it did. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. They screwed up. We did not get a, a proper ending to the show, and that's that. Oh, it's okay, Alex. I just don't think we should deny what this is just the <laughs> storytelling i get it i get it this is how hey man now i'm so happy everyone gets to experience what danilo felt like when he walked out of the theater of the rise of skywalker i'm so happy man you have exp- experienced it now max well, has experienced it i just need jake to experience it for once and maybe it's coming maybe it's coming it's that every time i go to the fucking movies now yeah, <laughs> every time he goes to the theater and it's <laughs> His projectors on yeah. the setting. Just your <laughs> soul is just getting beaten down. Just every time I try to enjoy anything at the uh, theater. Yeah, I can't wait till happens. he tells me about Asteroid City and he's like, actually, the whole movie was black and white for me. I never saw a spark of color. Yo. <laughs> oh, I can't wait, dude. <laughs> it's close. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and Brian, how about you, man? You look- <laughs> what did you think about uh, good old Nate the Great? Well, uh, so, so so Nate the Great is an interesting character. I actually really um, kind of liked his character arc through this last season, um, because as much as the first season is like this fish out of water tale for Ted, 
uh, come into this uh, new environment. This it's almost like a fish out of water tale for Nate. Um, as he's going now, he's he's kind of, I don't know, he's like reached for this prize that he wasn't ready to take. Um, and he got it somehow, right? Um, and it's kind of like interesting to see uh, from that standpoint because yeah, he is still very, still very nervous and still very unconfident and still very like unsure of himself. Um, anywhere except for in like the tactical bit of preparing for a football match, right? Like that's that's what he knows how to do. You know, similar to Ted knew how to inspire people. Um, so it's kind of like a flip side of a a coin right there. Um, kind of with Jake, like I wanted him to get slapped down a little bit. Um, you know, especially you know Ted's out there killing him with kindness and. And, you know, Ted Lasso, the character can't do that uh, because then he loses all credibility as this person uh, that we've come to know as this uh, endearing, uh, heartfelt, uh, very encouraging uh, person, you know, way back from the beginning of the show. So so he, he really can't. And and that makes sense as much as, you know, us jaded uh, folks at home want to want to see that happen. You know, Ted Lasso, the character can't do that. So so I'm OK with that. And yeah, I thought that I thought that his character arc was was pretty good. I kind of liked I liked the redemption bit. We'll talk about it probably as we get towards the end of the show. But as they're kind of uh, kind of winding down and, you know, deciding on whether to bring Nate back into the fold. I like the way that that kind of wrapped up and, and worked out for the uh, AFC Richmond family i guess so yeah yeah i also enjoyed nate's arc as well there i guess his intro to season two uh or season three sorry um i thought it was interesting to see that dynamic between rupert because we've seen rupert we've seen how he interacts with rebecca um you know but there's that divorce factor there you know of trying to one-up your ex-partner i guess and you know losing the club to your ex-wife or you know selling it whatever um so it's interesting to see him interact with someone who's like part of his staff, someone who like, you know, we see one side of the soccer team with on Ted's side is family. And here it's just strictly business and it's only business. It's never anything more. It's, and we see that later when he tries to do the diamond dogs, you know, it's never anything more than just business. It's never pleasure in business. Um, the next arc we get is where Richmond just starts falling apart. Um, they weren't doing too hot in the beginning. I guess they were because they had Zava, but then they just start falling apart. Um, they start losing games. They don't know what they're doing, and it all starts when they play uh, Nate's team. That We get the matchup of West Ham. Ted's having anxiety. Nate's wondering what's happening. Rupert wants to beat him. Second half bl- whistle blows, and Richmond just goes off the rails. Then we get um, everyone just – they're just losing games. They're just losing games constantly. Ted doesn't know what to do. It seems like he doesn't care. And Rebecca even gets upset about it. We see Rebecca yell at him. And then we get an introduction into Keely and her little – and Keely, Keely – KJPR, um, her little business, and how that's shaping up and how she meets her boss. So the first thing let's talk about, I guess, is Ke- uh, Keely because we haven't yet to mention her in this season. So, Brian, what do you think of that whole little thing in the beginning of this season? Um, I, th- I thought that it was okay. I like – um, kind of that you have this character who, um, you know, for more or less was, you know, part of this love triangle that you had between, um, the, yeah, between uh, Jamie Tarr and, um, yeah, who I can't even think of his name, um, Roy, <laughs> Roy, Roy Kent had kind of this, uh, this love triangle, so so that she's kind of kind of stepping aside and she's still kind of involved a bit in the story, you know, because she's friends with Rebecca and she's doing kind of some some PR work for there. Um, I don't necessarily think that it felt shoehorned in but i thought that some of it seemed a little bit um unnecessary i guess um not that i had any you know problem with with that and and her dating and exploring you know that that aspect. it just didn't really seem like it really like tied into the rest of the story um in any sort of a way um and i don't know how that could have been done 
better or or worse but um i didn't mind it but i didn't think that it really added a lot to uh kind of the the character start you know which is you know kind of something that uh, alex was was saying there was a a little bit of stuff that probably could have been trimmed to tell us a little bit uh tighter of a story and i think that maybe some of her stuff uh could have been as well you could have still explored um like her and you know exploring other relationships and even doing some of the marketing stuff but it felt like there was a lot of it at times maybe is what i thought i don't know yeah yeah, for sure. We also get that relationship with um, her boss that she starts to have. I forget her name. It was like kind of like a guy's name, and that's why she was blown away in the bathroom. But I forget. Mm-hmm. I was like Jack. Yeah, Jack. Yeah, yeah, Jack. yeah, yeah, Jack. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was really interesting as well. Um, don't recommend that when it comes to relationships, I guess. But um, Jake, how about you, man? What did you think of um KJ? PR, I just you know what I'm talking about, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, of course, like I love Keely as a character, but like a lot of this sort of felt like, you know, it just felt like a, a lot of like spinning wheels, but nothing was really ever connecting. Um, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't like the whole thing with her and Jack. I thought that kind of ultimately, like, went nowhere. Like, I was just kind of like, what, like, you know, we we get this like she's. She, a video of her leaks out uh and uh she's just kind of like yeah no I'm, I'm done with this i i thought like something dramatic was going to happen with that and then it was just kind of like yeah like again unceremonious kind of just like a like a like a, like a half-baked idea that like could have maybe been something and ultimately it was just dropped and i i thought i for me as i was watching it i was kind of waiting for um Roy to connect with that with uh, Phoebe's uh, teacher again. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, if if you're gonna give the whole, you know, like let's see other people thing, why not? You've already kind of established that, and then maybe, maybe just maybe just have a Keeley and Jamie will they won't they in the whole, yeah. like during the season as opposed to this like random you know boss thing. I don't know. It was just it was just a little like odd to me. Every time they would, every time they would, uh, they would. I like, I like. I mean, they were like cute together, but it was just kind of like, I don't know. It just felt very again like shoehorned in. Um, kind of felt like we just needed to have Keely in the show. Um, obviously because she's been in the other seasons, but it was ultimately I think she could have taken a backseat, and I think maybe she should have just been in like the couple of key scenes with rebecca maybe she just shows up to the games maybe she just maybe she just visits rebecca's office every once in a while i don't think we needed to see all that um but i thought i mean some of it was endearing as it always is like i like all the snow globe stuff like that was pretty funny but but it's just kind of like like what are are we what are we doing here jake i got a question for you yeah after talking all the snow globes and all little stuff do you think those little things make it worth it though do they make it work the arc definitely not I, I I cannot defend it. I I don't think I don't think um you know necessary screen time in the final final season, you know very key um, minutes here are worth little fun moments. No, totally not. Yeah, it was it was set up like they were getting ready to make some big revelation between yeah. Keely and um you know one uh, of Jamie or 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 Jack or you know you know kind of any kind of any of them some revelation was going to come and then nothing ever did and it was still left very ambiguous even even at the end so you spent a lot of ambiguous time to get to an ambiguous ending um and Mm -hmm. probably could have been uh tidied up a little bit I think yeah I think could have been tidied up a bit felt like the writers were doing some snow in the writing room 
Because for some reason, we had Keely or whatever in season one be a really cool character. Season two, she absolutely takes off. And then season three, she just kind of almost gets dropped, dude. Like, I like it just felt like, you know, like, like Jake said, like kind of giving her screen time just for screen time because she's on payroll. You know, she really didn't do this whole, I don't know, she really didn't do a whole lot. Except that whole thing she played in with Jamie, and then like Brian said, we're just guessing, you know, what's what's gonna happen with this little triangle, and then you know it would kind of just came to nothing. Um, but Alex, how about you, man? What do you think about Keeley? Um, in the first few episodes, second half, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna retread what everyone else has already said, but I share the same sentiment as Jake. Like it really did feel like just screen time for screen time's sake. There was no purpose or intent behind any of the arcs or character choices. So if you want to talk about one that they got right, and this is one they introduced in the first couple episodes and in season two, Roy and Jamie. That's mm-hmm. one they did right, right. I think we can all agree on. Yeah, I like Roy and Jamie, man. They're a good little yin and yang, you know, little that- real characters if you're in literature class. Okay. Anyway, though, man, then we, we get read. the middle of the then we get the middle of the arc. We don't read, man. Come on. We get the middle of the uh, of the TV series. This is where almost everyone just starts coming into play now. Um, we get Ted, who finds out more about his wife. Uh, finds out his wife is now dating his uh, dating ther- therapy dating therapy person, couple couples therapy doctor. Right? That's who it was. Yeah, I thought it was the pediatrician at first because he called him doctor. I was like, yo, dude, that's wicked. If he just starts if the wife just starts hooking up with their kid pediatrician, but no, that wasn't the case. Um, then we get a whole we didn't mention this in the beginning, but we get this guy Trent Krim who's writing about AFC Richmond, and then we find out oh, I forget his name in the middle of the I forget his name in the series, but we find out that character is gay, and then Trent's gay, and then when they all go to Paris, there's that big reveal. Colin, yeah, Colin, Colin, Colin thank you. Yep, Amsterdam, get, by the way. What? They go to Amsterdam. Amsterdam, yeah. And then we get, um, oh, God, who's the captain's name? Oh, Isaac. Yeah, then we get Isaac all of a sudden, <laughs> who hates who hates the guy, who doesn't hate him, but he's just all upset with him because he felt like he could have came to him instead. He said he felt like Colin could have come to him because they've been friends. Then we get more of Nate, who gets a girlfriend all of a sudden. Then we get Rebecca, who's, you know, kind of letting go of the whole divorce thing, kind of being a better person. Then we get Ted, who does drugs with Coach Beard. Yo, shout out to drugs with your coach. Um, He he then switches over to uh, tactical football, or everything football. Total football. Total football. Yeah, total football is Barcelona. It's the opposite opposite of what Chelsea plays, Danilo. No, I know it is, dude, because I don't know (laughs) what they're doing when they step on the pitch half the time, dude. It hurts my brain so much. Um, Anyway, though, man. So then they're winning games and everything. Or no, he just has that revelation. They start winning games. Then we get more of Sam. And Sam's kind of now in this whole predicament where he's opening this restaurant. He's doing all those good things. And, you know, we'll get to it later. But then we get this national team news. Um, But, yeah, everyone's arc just starts taking off. And Jamie now is still hanging out with Roy. And they're having a blast as well. So which one do you want to start with, Jake? You get to pick, man. Um. I don't. I mean, I. I guess. I guess. Let's start at the Amsterdam episode where we get a little taste of everybody. Um, I mean, like, I think it's like one of the longest episodes of the show. It's probably this in the finale, right? And like, mm-hmm. it's it's 
like fun like I again Roy and Roy and Jamie the best part of the season I think um they're you know newfound chemistry together is so great um like laughed out loud watching Jamie teach Roy how to ride a bike that was the best um like really like genuinely laughed um that's very like I rarely do that these days um but uh yeah I mean I, I I thought like Again, it's just a lot of like fun character moments, but what are we doing here? Like what like where are we going with this? I know like this was the episode that started to be like, you know, people were pretty on board with seeing where the season went, but like once that Amsterdam episode happened, you were either like with it or you were really against it. And it wasn't that was that was the moment, I think, where it was like we just spent almost 80 minutes watching this and it's it ultimately went completely nowhere like it's like you know this i think that was literally the halfway mark like it was like this is episode it was like five or six right where it's like we're literally halfway through the season i have no idea where we're going with this and it's it is uh just a complete like hangout episode and it was i don't know it was weird but like i mean everybody's arcs like the, the colin thing again just felt like we were I, I don't know what we were doing with that. I think it's because, like, everybody else had a moment. Like, all the other, like, kind of secondary characters, I guess you would say. Like, it's some of those team players that you see a lot. Like, you know, I mean, Jamie's not really a secondary character. But, like, Isaac, like, Sam, like, uh, you know. All, who was it? Danny. Danny, Rojas, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 totally. Oh, yeah. A lot of these guys, like. Yeah, a lot of these guys like have little moments. I guess they wanted to give Colin that, but just like I don't, it felt a little like I don't know. I, I to me, and maybe this is just me being like you know, I you know very like equal with everything. I feel like these days that kind of storyline doesn't really work. Like I like to me anyway. Like I don't know if like him like coming out would change a lot of his perception on the team. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there is still a lot of, like, hate in the world, but it's, like, I don't know. It just felt, like, very, like, it felt like a kind of a dated thing to me. Um, but I don't know. I mean, that was, like, that was, like, my initial thought with that, where I was just, and then Isaac being mad. I'm, like, what, like, what, what the, why? Like, I don't know. It was just a little, like, like, I I understand, like, they're very close friends, and, like, he kept that from him. But it's, like, I don't know. It just felt very, like, like, why, why did we decide to go down this road with this? Um I almost wanted more insight from Trent on that, you know, like I like they have that one conversation together, but it's like, you know, if Tr- Trent's the only one who truly understands. So it's like, let's let's, you know, get some more scenes with them. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it, it just felt very like. Unnecessary, like it just felt like, you know, they should have maybe established a little bit of this earlier on in the show. Um, and, and, and the, you know, Sam's restaurant, like, like very wholesome, having them all like clean it up after it gets like wrecked and stuff. But it's like, you know, they, they, they maybe, maybe have a little more like drama between him and Rebecca or something like, cause you've had that threat set up. That was, that was like a thread that you had that you just didn't do anything with. Um, you know, they, they're just stealing these glances at each other every once in a while. Everyone never really brought up, but Hey, Sam has a restaurant guys. So you know, all that's good. good. All good. Yeah, 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 totally. Great. But I don't know. But fun character moments, but really just does nothing for the story. 
Speaking of story, speaking of fun, Brian, what do you think of all everyone, <laughs> everyone after Amsterdam in with basically everyone's uh, everyone's semi arc coming in the coming in the everyone, everyone's it. having everyone's having their own character moment uh, in the Amsterdam episode. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of one of those like um those isolated uh, episodes. You had like the Coach Beard episode in season two, which didn't really have anything to do with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you have have this Amsterdam one, and it's really just kind of, I think it was kind of the the creative teams just saying let's have you know we're going to get into this this end bit right with with ted and um with the you know the wonder kid and uh the football matches and all this stuff's going to come to a head and deciding what to do with the team and where everyone's going to go let's uh take a trip to amsterdam which is where um uh, jason sudeikis and uh um uh, what's his name? Uh, Brendan Hunt uh, went into comedy together for years. Sort of like, let's go to this place. We'll give mm-hmm. every, we'll give all of all of the members of this team a chance to have this one kind of you know shining pinnacle of their of their character story. Let's do that, and then we'll dig into kind of the you know the real I guess kind of dramatic bits of the season. And that's that's kind of what I saw it as. Um, you know, if you if you take this episode out of the Ted Lasso story, it's it's a really good episode of television i think um does it really further you know kind of the the agendas of what we want out of ted lasso maybe maybe not i mean it's it's a nice exploration of rebecca um and the way she's feeling and and dating and you know being with that guy and at amsterdam that's that's kind of interesting i think obviously you get the stuff um between uh roy kent and uh jamie there which is which is really great it's kind of this culmination of uh kind of flipping the switch right roy has been uh dogging on jamie to get out and train harder and work harder and it kind of is at this point where that you know relationship really kind of you know goes into kind of kind of full gear uh their bromance so to speak uh going on there so that's kind of interesting um you know so i think i think that there are a lot of pieces in this that that i really liked did it need to happen here in this uh, final season i don't know why not? Let's do it. Um, yeah, <laughs> longest episode, I think, um, or next to is a little over an hour. Um, so did it further things? I don't know. But I thought that it was I thought that it was fine. I thought that the character moments were great and well learned from, you know, these characters that we've gotten to spend not that much time in in three seasons of, you know, a 10 episode show. So I was I was OK with it. I didn't mind it. OK, OK. I enjoyed the episode, man. I like the Amsterdam TV episode. I thought it was all right. Um, this is one I like at first half, I was kind of like, I don't know where this is going. I don't know what we're doing here. And then I just got on board once after this episode, because I figured this is the starting point for it all. Everything's starting to take off. Everyone's starting to come into their fruition or, you know, how the season's going to end. We're going to get some answers here with everyone. You know, Rebecca, we see Nate start dating someone, which is pretty cool. I was like, Hey, yo, shout out to Nate the great, you know, he met him at that. He met her at the restaurant or whatever. And I thought it kind of came out of nowhere, in my opinion, but it was also like, eh, whatever, Nate, just go for it, dude. Who cares? Fuck it, we ball, you know? And then um, I think Ted doing the whole going to the American thing in the in Amsterdam was really funny. And that's where then he got a soccer idea from out of anything, which is pretty interesting. But his marriage, I felt like his marriage arc was then introduced here as well when um, we find out the wife's going to Paris with the boyfriend. And he has to deal with that. It was, it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff that happens in like these middle two, three episodes where it was just like, you know, you kind of never got a, you kind of just, you know, didn't get a breath anymore. Where in the beginning you could, you know, take a breath every episode. Now it's like, ooh, we're kind of got to pay attention. Can't be on our phone while we're watching this show. But Alex, what did you think of uh, the middle, the middle arcs that started to sprout, you know, in season three? I, I thought the Amsterdam episode was good in that it showed a lot of the, 
lot of the team like chemistry that we've grown to love especially the debate scenes that was pure like old school Ted Lasso and it felt like it and it was great <laughs> like that that one scene was just so much fun that it made so many of what seemed like to be half with decisions from the first five episodes that have led up to this were somewhat worth it but this episode also focuses a bit too much on the wrong characters like it focuses on it should be focused purely on ted rebecca maybe one or two of the players but that's at that point in the season that's really all that matters like we need to be with ted as he figures out what's the next strategy and how he's processed like we need to be inside of his head and we're not we're actually locked out of ted's head for the first time all throughout the show in this season i feel like Okay. You never. I, I feel like you don't know what's going on inside of his head. I agree with that. I agree with that. Until he does those drugs, and then we get into it. Well, we... technically, he does those drugs, but technically, those drugs don't work. I don't know, dude. I listen. My dad doesn't act like dude. That. Ted didn't start hamburgers or whatever. Okay, well, parties, American <sighs> cuisine out in Amsterdam. Danilo, I can't help you with that one, man. I, I, I can maybe tell you call a therapist. Right, talk man. it out, buddy. This is a, this this is a safe space, man. We can talk about it. It's all right. I'm just saying, my dad doesn't act like that, dude. He was on drugs. He was on drugs. Ted was on drugs, man. Well, uh, good for you and good for your dad, I guess. But anyway, though, then we get the next. The, we get the last half of the episode where everyone's arc kind of comes to an end, where it is, you know, everything just comes to. I don't know. I don't really know how to describe, it, man, because everything just kind of gets thrown to the wind at this point. And just everything kind of has to stick, really. Um, you know, we get more of Colin. He finally comes out to his team in the last episode. We get more of Rebecca. Then Rebecca then takes a side quest where everyone's trying to do this total, this uh, soccer thing. Champion, not Champions League, but like a champ. I don't know what they called it, but they try to do it in real life as well, where they had all the big name teams or whatever. Um, do it. We see an international duty gets happened. Sam gets, you know, book, you know, screwed from that guy. I forget his name, dude. But uh, it's that guy who's trying to start. Edwin Akufu? Yeah, because he's trying to. Okay, how do you know that, man? But he's trying to, you know, um, I watched the show. money or whatever from everyone. Um, oh, can I, can we talk about that scene real quick, though? Actually, that no, just real quick. I want to know what everyone thought of that one. That's one of the best scenes of the series. Which scene? Which scene when they're at dinner? Um. The... So yeah. Yes, the Akufu scene with Rupert and where they just kind of lose it and it ends in a giant food fight and you kind of see what Rupert and Rebecca were like when they were married. Like we get a brief glimpse into her past during that scene. I always, I thought that was a great scene. I just wondered what y'all thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought thought that it was amazing because kind of, you know, through the first two seasons of this, there's a lot of allusion made to, especially by Rebecca, about how like charming Rupert was and how she got, you know, swept away by him in the first place. And it definitely, you know, really leaned into that. You finally got to see it like an action. You're like, oh, okay. So this is, this is what she saw in this guy when, you know, she decided to run off with him in the first place. And, you know, because all we ever saw of Rupert was him being a complete dick all the time. (laughs) So, so it was, it was really kind of interesting insight to see, you know, how could, how could Rebecca, this, you know, uh, confident, you know, powerful woman, be swayed by this guy but in that moment you see how it happened so 
And Jake, how about you, man? What did you think of the dinner scene? I, I, I really liked it. I thought it was fun to watch, you know, Rebecca kind of stand up and then have all of them also be like, you know, yeah, this is, this sucks. And then just, just, you know, Edwin and his little, Edwin Akufu and then the, his little, little henchman. Uh, Marcus, I believe. Uh, Marcus, just, you know, just, just doing all the dirty work for him. Um, no, hilarious. Um, I'm glad that we didn't actually see it happen. I think like, that's even funnier. Um, yeah, and I, I liked the chemistry. And it, I mean, it kind of, I mean, again, another thing that just kind of comes out of nowhere, in my opinion, is like the whole, I didn't even really, I still don't even, maybe you guys can clarify for me. It looked like there was some, I mean, yeah, they have an article at the end of the show, but like, he gets like canceled for like sexual harassment, it looked like. Um, R- Rupert, or Rupert, Rupert, Rupert at the end of it all, where yeah, he's like yeah. something like that. I don't know. It was it was unclear. There's rumors. There, yes. There's heavily heavy rumors, but nothing confirmed. So. Yeah. So I mean, they I mean they kind of like somewhat where it's like you know he's like trying to win her back, and it's like bro, we had one nice moment. Like still fuck you, but like you know we we had a nice laugh here, but you know we're not getting back together. Um, I just I, I liked it though. I really liked all the uh that was that felt like a really good um place to cuz I mean we all know that this show's about being, you know, kind and, and wholesomeness and all that stuff. And I mean Rupert ends up like sealing his fate in a negative way. But this could have been like a good I mean and it was a good ending spot for Rebecca and Rupert to kind of cordially go their separate ways. Um to kind of stand united on this one front where it's like, you know, we, we we put our differences aside here and admit that, like, you know, football is important and we need to keep that power, uh, we need to keep that power with the fans and with the players. Um, so that was that was awesome. Yeah, I really that was that was a good scene. Yeah, I love that scene, man. I cried during that scene. I like soccer. I played soccer. Watching the underdogs win is fun. They actually tried to do it in real life. I'll never forget that. That was an interesting day when it came to soccer. And it didn't make much sense, all because of Rebecca's speech as well. Like, soccer, like over there, soccer is like your, uh, I don't even know what it would be, just your common man sport. You just go there, watch a game, doesn't matter. You watch, you know, there's like 25 divisions or whatever. Premier League's the top one. And if you have, and there's always upsets. In one tournament or another, there's always an upset some way, somehow. So if you have it where, you know, it's just the big dogs playing the big dogs, you're not going to see that. And it's not going to be as emotional and fun. Um, but yeah, I really love that scene. But to continue on, then we get the last few episodes. Uh, his mom comes in, which is really odd. Um, not really odd, I guess, but it has to deal with his development. He kind of gets over his wife. Nate DeGrate comes back. We get that beard moment. We get more. We get a whole little like monologue of what the hell Beard's been up to and what he did like in his past past and how him and Ted became friends, which was really cool. And then after that, the show ends. Ted goes back home. And then they put the belief poster back together. And do we believe there's going to be a second season or third, fourth season? Who knows? But Jake, what do you think of it? The show being wrapped up, the ending, everything like that. I mean, I think it started to just feel like, you know, Sudeikis is over it. Um, and he kind of wants to move on. Um, and it, it did feel very much like, all right, but everybody's still in play here, and we've still got everything mostly kind of inconsequentially still set up for future seasons if the um, 
if the reception is there. Um, I mean, and I, you know, Apple TV doesn't have a lot going on, so why not? But um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I like the ending, and I think it was not an, like, wildly shocking ending. Um, but it was, it, was, it was nice to kind of see a full circle and go back to that airport for the last time you know, reunite with the sun. It was sweet. It was, it was a nice ending. Um, and you know, just to kind of also see like the therapists, like just kind of get knocked down a couple of pegs there. Um, especially during like the final game, like wasn't he, he was like shit talking it and he's like, who cares about this? And then like his wife's like, yo, like fuck off. Yeah. Um, like that was, that was fun. And you know, cause it, it's the moments like that where it's just kind of like, Obviously, nobody's going to get into a screaming match or nobody's going to die. But it's like, you know, it's 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 nice every once in a while to just be like, hey, you know what? Just just be quiet and and, and watch this and just enjoy it. And, and you know, don't be such an asshole right now. Um, that was that was fun. Uh, but uh, and it was it was it was very like I thought the whole ending with like them with the league and all that stuff in the final game, like that was all very thrilling um i enjoyed it and even if they didn't like well, they ended up like with in second right after the because yeah. then someone else yeah I, I'm well, not yeah totally shout sure, to but... uh, pep guardiola he got a little cameo in the in the season yeah but um no I, I mean i enjoyed it it was it was a good solid ending um it was it was definitely a safe ending it, i don't think it did anything crazy i do think uh by the end of it, it was a bold choice to kind of have Keeley just be like, you know what? Nah, not picking either of you. I was just like, damn, like, okay. Like, you know, this is, this is potentially it. So first interesting thing she did all season. I know. Seriously. It was like, it was, it was a bold move. And I, I think like, I mean, my girlfriend was definitely like, man, give us Roy and Keeley. Like we want it. Um, it's the end of the show. Who cares? Cause she's all about like, you know, the relationships and stuff. But, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I I liked it. All right, that, that uh, that's okay to to uh, Jake's girlfriend. Roy and Jamie is the acceptable substitute. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. We did get that. That was definitely that is that is that ship is more alive than ever now. Um, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I I liked it. It was it was a bold move to end it like that, and I I appreciate it. But uh, but yeah, it was it was a solid finale. Okay, okay. And uh, Brian, how about you, man? What do you think of the last few episodes and how they started wrapping everyone's little stories up. Uh, so first of all, I want to give a shout out to the uh, most amazing scene of season three. And it's when uh, Roy and Keeley follow Jamie to uh, Jamie's mom's house in Manchester. Oh, they God. go up to his childhood bedroom and he has a poster of Roy and Keeley on his wall. That's amazing. I love that. That was great. Um, the, the final kind of arc, it made sense. It felt to me very much like when, you know, Jason Sudeikis and Brendan Hunt sat down and like, all right, we're going to do a show with these characters that we made. Let's do that. Okay, here's what's going to happen. And here's how it's going to end. And it felt to me like, okay, that's how it's going to end, right? He's going to go back to America. Uh, Roy Kent's going to take over uh, the team. Uh, you know, Rebecca's going to sell the team or the majority share of the team, like back to the back to the town of you know the richmond community there uh, like that all seemed to me like something that they had thought up on day one and stuck to it and i really kind of appreciated it in that sense where as all too often you'll see tv shows sort of uh flounder around and change their narrative to fit you know kind of the reception to them um so i think that that was that was good um 
and yeah, I mean, it's it's a very wholesome ending for a very wholesome show, uh, which is which is to be expected. I think, you know, part of us and, you know, our uh, ourselves that, you know, watch all of these super dark, gritty dramas and things, we want there to be like this crazy, like clash and tension and things. And it's easy for like that part of our brains to get into it and forget that this is a show about a guy who doesn't know anything about soccer, but just, you know, loves making people feel good. And that's going to bring everyone together. That's what what the show was about. And I think that's really what it tried to um, encapsulate here um, at the end. So yeah, I thought that it was, it was a really good way to wrap it up. You know, doors are open if they decide to go back down that route. I know Jason Sudeikis has said, you know, this is going to be the end, but he's been kind of vague about what that really means. Or, uh, you know, if that means more uh, TV series or a film, or if it's just going to go back to being kind of this like bit character on, on other shows that's going to come in and out of things, uh, which is, you know, how Ted Lasso got started. Right. Um, So uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. But yeah, I thought that the ending uh, to me was uh, was uh, pretty satisfying. So, OK, I really enjoyed the ending as well. I remember I tweeted or not tweeted. I think I posted a picture on our Instagram saying I really enjoyed it. Um, I did. I really enjoyed the ending. I was really deep in the show. Uh, I kept up with it on the weekly basis. I thought they kind of had great conversations. I liked the conversation Rebecca and Ted had in that stadium together. And then that final goodbye in the airport. You know, I always think that, you know, shout out to those old, old 90s and early 2000 B movies when, you know, the lovers would meet in the airport and say goodbye for the final time. And then, you know, only to come back reunited sometime later or whatever like that. So that was kind of cool to see. Um, Yeah, obviously Roy and um, oh, God, what's his name? Oh, God, Jamie, you know. Yeah, good little good little bromance going on there for the whole season. I really enjoyed it. I like having Nate come back. I like. I, I don't know how I feel about Beard making Nate come back. That seemed that seemed a bit odd to me. And then also I felt odd that like Nate and Ted never really had a like a real heart to heart moment. Like Ted was kind of just like, hey, you're okay. And Nate was like, thanks, man. And then that was kind of it. They didn't really address anyone after that. But when you think about oh. it, what else is Ted gonna do? I mean, Ted Ted's someone who doesn't really hold a grudge really against people. He's kind of just goes with the flow and goes with life. I mean, I did kind of like the fact that, um, you know, Ted didn't really drag him through the mud because he showed everyone then the security footage yeah. and they're like, here, here is Nate at his absolute worst and how wrong it went <laughs> for him. Right. Like he'd already been dragged through the mud. He he gave up this position. He went to this other job, uh, got put through the ringer by Rupert, fired, you know, publicly shamed, basically coming out of West Ham. There wasn't any more you know, sort of sort of things that was just going to be kind of piling on to him kind of at that point. And I think that that's really, you know, kind of what Ted is about, right? Like letting yeah, yeah, yeah. letting letting people uh, kind of atone. And I, and I liked the part of uh, Beard kind of bringing him back in because, you know, Coach Beard knows that, you know, Ted's not going to feel, you know, satisfied in his resolution with Nate unless Nate's able to come back and look him in the eye and, you know, say he's sorry in whatever way that Nate's going to do. Um, and that's something that Coach Beard can give to Ted. Um, and I I really like that, actually. Yeah, Coach Beard had standout, actually, in this because of that, I felt like. Um, you know, he had that weird pants episode last season, like you mentioned. But in this episode, he did some good. He did some good. Not that he doesn't normally do good. Um, then we get the belief sign. They put that all back together, and I thought that was really cool. Um, so I really enjoyed the ending. I really did. Um, the more I think about it though, I'm like, you know, it's, I don't know if it's just a storytelling aspect or more of just, you know, emotions where it's like, well, I really like the show. Didn't want it to end. Don't know why Ted went back. But at the end of the day, if I had a kid probably, you know, what is it? 50,000 miles away crossing ocean, you know, in my hometown. And I would probably go see my kid as well. 
to be honest with you. You know, especially if I did what I needed to do, made everyone feel better, made everyone better over here. They made me better. I would go see my kid as well. And Alex, how about you, man? What did you think of the final the final few episodes of Mr. Ted Lasso? The finale was actually the only episode that I kind of universally like said that this 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 is a good episode of television. The finale wrapped up everything in a way that felt like old school Ted Lasso that did not kind of reek of this lack of understanding of character and feel felt like the finale was another episode for the end. Um personally I don't like that Ted went back. I think I despise that. I think that goes against everything the character has been building towards. His whole thing has been about moving on and like a way to health to like do that in a healthy manner. And he doesn't do that. He just goes back home to his. I'm, and you can say both of them because who is in the doorway as he walks. Property. It's both of them. No doctor in sight heavily insinuating that Ted is going back exactly to where he was at the beginning of the show. Well, actually before the beginning of the show. Like he is in the same spot that he was at the beginning. There was no change. Except maybe now he knows how to process his mental health better so he won't do what his dad did on the show. That that's maybe the only change in the character when you really look at it. <laughs> Dang. Harsh words. So I just I feel like the that that Bill Lawrence guy needs to come back and make a fourth season. He was the whole reason this thing worked the first two times. <laughs> actually, like he he knew how to take Sudeikis and Hunts, huh? I said actually, it was NBC Sports. <laughs> it's all right, man. No. So anyway, like I was saying, <laughs> oh dude, technically you're a hundred percent. Actually, not technically, you are a hundred percent right. That's where the character originated from. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, it's just unlike the show, we're not going to let this episode run on for too long. <laughs> all right, man. Because that we all we all know that show went on for way too long. So I mean, you still got another twelve hours to catch up. Daniel, mm -hmm. you're good. What a Ted Lasso? What show are you talking about, man? Oh my! Never mind. Say oh, something okay. else. All right. Anyway, though, guys, that's the episode. No, I'm just kidding, guys. We got to hear our final ratings and our final thoughts. Let's go around one more time. Jake, what did you think of this whole show in its entirety? And what would you rate it out of our Star Wars rating system? Ooh, whole oh, whole show, time. whole show or season? Oh, I want to hear both. I want to hear both. Ooh, all right. Whole yeah. show. I'm going to give a best spin. Okay. Uh, I really obviously like uh, first two seasons are phenomenal i think uh season two's got a little that some 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 wonky stuff starts to creep in but overall like i thought both of them were really 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 solid um had no problem just throwing it back and just watching the whole thing over again with my girlfriend like and i did, had a breeze doing it had a blast doing it um and then yeah season three i mean it was fun to watch it weekly it was something to look forward to um every week as the you know the countdown kind of went down and i'm like oh man like they're saying season three is the last one like this is gonna be a real bummer um 
and it was man i i it's it's hard saying goodbye to this one because it was a really just nice show and it was a good like palate cleanser like we've been talking about something that something positive to watch as opposed to all this like dark and horrific shit that we all watch um but i mean overall i thought it was a little bit of a mixed bag i i i can't even quite put my finger on some of the stuff but like like i enjoy, like i enjoyed the time i spent watching it like i at no point was i like i want to turn this off at no point but you know there were there were moments where i'm like they're doing some things with the characters that i'm not really you know thrilled about there's some really really like dumb stuff in here that like is just really just kind of wasting time um so season three i would give probably like a nabu um, okay. i liked it i i liked it more than i didn't like it um i had i had really great times with some of these characters again for the final time potentially um i thought ted was like kind of I've been seeing online that like everybody's been saying Ted was kind of absent this whole season. I like personally didn't feel that way, but like he had, he did kind of take a backseat. Um, I suppose because everybody else has so much screen time. So it's kind of very much evenly spread out now where it's like, you know, you'll get some Ted moments, but also you're going to have a lot of Sam. You're going to have a lot of Rebecca. You're going to have a lot of Roy and Jamie. You're going to have a lot of Keely. Um, so I think it was much more balanced as opposed to, it felt much more it's it 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 felt like it of season four of this show would right it feels okay. more like afc richmond as opposed to ted lasso um so yeah ted lasso is over but you know i do think that i potentially seeing if the, you know after all the hype dies down and if there's still a hunger for these characters maybe they'll make an afc richmond show um and and have that be like season four slash like you know spin off um or or they'll do a roy show they could they could do whatever they want um i don't know what they're gonna do but i'm sure it's not a hundred percent over i'm sure like some things will come back because they've been so coy about it in interviews as well you know i I feel like they've they've got something planned but we just don't know it yet um but yeah nabu overall show best fin. okay cool cool and alex how about you man what did you think of season three final thoughts your ratings and then obviously overall the whole entire series as you can guess, season three I've not been overly positive on, so it's definitely getting a hoth. It's it is the weakest of all three seasons by a mile. Um, the show as a whole, I'd give a bestman on the way to Coruscant. It's a four and a half out of five show. The set, the third season brings it down some, but those first two seasons are so dang perfect, nothing touches it. Okay. Okay. And Brian, how about you? Final thoughts and your ratings on season and then series? Yeah, I think it's tricky with final seasons of things because we're, you know, predisposed to to not like them, right? Uh, Ted Lasso and AFC Richmond is something that we love. So when it's going away, uh, we're already going to be uh, kind of reluctant to accept that and to like it. And I think that's true of this show of of all shows. If you look at, you know, ratings for series finales of things, they're always bad because people are upset that they didn't go the way they wanted them to because they're losing these characters that they're so attached to for a whole number of reasons. Um, and I think that this last season is 
pretty good. Um, was it as good as the first two seasons? I don't know. I probably would say no, but I don't think that it's bad or unworthy of the first two seasons by any means. I think it carries on the stories. And I think we would be talking about this season completely different if Jason Sudeikis yesterday said season four will be out next March. You know, get ready for that. We would be looking at the season completely differently. Um, so I think that... Um, you have to you have to kind of step back and, you know, time will tell. And, you know, once we get, you know, this in the rearview mirror, I think that people will come to appreciate it a little bit better, uh, like we do with a lot of things, you know, that have ended. So um, for me, for the season, I'm going to give it uh, probably a Naboo on the way to Bespin overall for the season. And I'm going to give the series as a whole uh, start to finish a Coruscant. Um, it was a great show. It was completely different. It came out in a time in the world when we needed something like Ted Lasso. We still need something like Ted Lasso, to be completely honest. Um, and I would be real surprised if we don't at least get some sort of like tie in with the Premier League where they're doing like some like little like like miniseries or like little movie like to yeah. to kick off the Champions League season, something like that. Ted Lasso was just in the last FIFA, right, Danilo? You yeah, played yeah, that, yeah. was it? Yeah, it was some DLC. Yeah, yeah you can play as yeah, you even see Ted um on the sideline they even have yeah. jerseys now all of a sudden yeah i mean it's 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 too big of a property the premier league tie-in is too big and too much money uh for all of these people to stay away from forever it's it, there's no way that it's not coming back in some in some sort of form uh somehow some way whether it's you know a year or two from now i, I don't know for sure but, but yeah i think the the series as a whole is perfect um there were some things that could have been better in this uh in this final chapter but you know, a year from now, when you binge all 30 episodes or 36 episodes or whatever, uh, you're not even going to be thinking about that. You're just going to be thinking how great this show was. So I agree with you. And I agree that we do look on things harshly sometimes when it comes to an end. That's why both of these things to me are a Coruscant, man. I really got emotional during this season. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was just the time of my life um, that I just needed the show. I think I always needed to watch the show and always needed the show one way, shape or form. But this season was for sure a Coruscant. I enjoyed it. I was I was very impressed with the last ep the last few episodes. I was very impressed with how they wrapped up arcs, how they started arcs. Yeah, some things fell out of place. Yeah, some things didn't make a whole lot of sense. Maybe some things felt forced. Okay. Whatever, man. Whatever. I'm watching fucking, I don't even know what I'm watching. I'm watching, you know, people get shot every fucking day on, on the TV shows I watch, you know, people scheming, all this other stuff. So when I just sit down on my, at my little couch out, out in the beast Lansing, and when I have my little Long Island iced tea or a glass of wine, and I just sit down under a blanket and just turn on Ted Lasso and I feel good after 45 minutes of screen time, then I would consider that a win. And this uh, this season for sure made me feel like that multiple, multiple times. I would turn it on most Wednesdays, maybe Thursday mornings after a wine Wednesday night, you know, when I'm waking up, not feeling ready to work out just yet. Something to watch. Go get McDonald's and watch it. I had a blast. And overall, the whole entire series is a Death Star. It's one of the greatest series I've ever watched in my entire life. Um, maybe because it's just so polar opposite from 98% of the shows I do watch. And that's why it's so good to me. But I have turned this on multiple times whenever I'm feeling down. If I'm hungover, I want to watch something. I always turn it on during Christmas. I, I'll always watch that Christmas episode now during Christmas. That's uh, that's just a tradition now. I did it last year. I did. I think I did the year before when it was out. And I'll do it again this year. Um, it's a fantastic episode. The funeral episode in season two is absolutely fantastic as well. And when it comes to season three, I'll probably watch that Amsterdam episode. I really enjoyed that one. I enjoyed the one with Colin as well when he comes out with the team, which was the season finale. Um, overall, the show just made me feel great in multiple ways, multiple different shapes of form. 
um, made me feel better about myself, made me feel, you know, just happy at the end when I would turn it off. And that's all I look for in a TV show like Ted Lasso. It doesn't have the best writing. If it has plot holes, whatever, I can get past it. Coruscant and Death Star, that's what I would give Ted Lasso. Anyway, though, guys, that kind of wraps up the episode. And it was fun watching soccer, dude. There's never a soccer show. And I'm someone who likes soccer. So it was great to watch the soccer show. Not a lot of it made sense. You know, they really tried their best, but they got a few things wrong with soccer. But that's okay. I'll give it a pass. That's okay. I'll give it a pass for sure. But yeah, the, uh, the action soccer was, uh, it was a little spotty. It was a little, <laughs> yeah. it was a little spotty. Come on. But that's, that's okay. That's okay. It was sketchy at best. It, it makes me think to myself, maybe I could have played in the Premier League if this was if this is how it actually played out. But who knows? But anyway, guys, that wraps up the episode. That wraps up this LFG. Jake, I usually ask you where you're from, but you're from Mayhem Pictures, the parent company of Galaxy of Films. So I don't need to ask you that anymore, man. That's pretty cool. But you know what I, I can ask you? Have you been to your local Chili's? No. Well, speaking of no, dude, I have. And listen, Chili's, you said you were going to cater uh, wedding proposal, your first three, dude. I haven't seen three. I've only seen two so far. Um, I may take just my friend and propose there. So if I could get free catering, does that mean her and I can both get catering if we end up marrying different people? Or does that mean I have to fake a wedding and get free catering from you? Let me know, Chili's. I love you guys. You're amazing. Bring back the three dip queso tray platter thing. That was amazing as well. Um, that sounds like heartburn. Like as a food. You, Alex, maybe for you, dude. I'm an athlete. I'm an athlete. So I can handle it, man. Uh, you know, I just love my chilies. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back. Speaking of athletes, run to your local little seizures as well, dude, and grab that hot and ready. <laughs> the prices went up, but it's okay, guys. It is the greatest pizza you will ever eat in your entire life. Truly. But speaking of greatest, speaking of things you'll eat, and speaking of pizza, Alex, where can they find you, man? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we might have to check with HR to see if we can actually say that. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, at AWReams. That's A-W-R-E-A-M-S. And you can check out my website, alexanderwreams.com. Just like Alexander the Great. Cleopatra, dude. That dude, is that dude. is what I was named after, according to my father. Wow, dude! Shout out to Roman Greek, um, Egyptian mythology. One Technically of Macedonian. Technically, I I don't know, man. I I haven't picked up a book in a minute. Says this. Yeah, I know you don't read. It's evident. <laughs> and Brian, speaking of school teachers, where can they find you, man? <laughs> Uh, well, you can uh, you can find me at Chili's, uh, and if Chili's is closed, I'm probably swinging through uh, Little Caesars to get one of those hot and readies because uh, it is a fantastic pizza. Um, I think if you go for uh, you know for your wedding catering at Chili's, though, uh, you just have to have like a like a double wedding. You both have to get married at the same place, and Chili's can get you covered there. Um, yeah, no, uh, uh, check me out. I got my podcast, uh, Drink the Movies, uh, cocktail and movie podcast. We did the 1989 Batman last week. We did uh, Raiders of the Lost Arcs coming out this week and ready for Dial of Destiny, so that's going to be a good time. Uh, and you can check out my uh, Star Wars podcast, the Old Republic podcast. Part one of our uh, Knights of the Old Republic audio drama came out just this past week. Um, it's on YouTube and all the uh, podcast feeds. It's pretty cool. Uh, put a lot of work into that. Um, I did the sound design, and Cassie, my co-host, 
uh, wrote it and uh, directed it. So it was a lot of fun to put together. Part one of that is out now. So go check that out. Uh, you can find me uh, online, all the places where you're finding Galaxy of Film right now. So thanks for having me on, Danilo. It's always a great time coming on to uh, Galaxy of Film, chatting movies, chatting Ted Lasso, chatting Premier League soccer. You know, with people that know what they're talking about, like you and uh, seven-year-old superstar Alex down there playing the soccer. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Always good stuff. Always good stuff. Check that out, guys. The links will obviously be in the description down below for Brian and for Alex. Um, we love to support them. Great guys to have on the show. Always a blast. There's a flog in my thumb. <laughs> but anyway, though, guys, we'll leave that in for editing problems. I'll deal with that another time. There we go, guys. It has been a blast to talk about Ted Lasso with all of you. And until next time, I was thinking of something to say at the end. But oh, yeah, follow Galaxy of Film on all your social media platforms. Galaxy of Film. Be a goldfish, guys. Be a goldfish. Be a goldfish. Uh, follow Galaxy of Film on all your social media platforms. Rate us on iTunes if you guys still do that. I don't know who does, but just do it anyway. If, if what, what would it hurt? Rate us on Spotify if you want. Rate us on Spotify if you want. You know, I don't know when this is dropping. This either is going to drop tomorrow, the 27th, or this is going to drop in a week, July 3rd. Um, who knows? But by then, we're either going to hear Lil Uzi's new music or not, but probably. Um, Brian, if you can tell me the name of Lil Uzi's album, man, you may not have to drink a Four Loco. <laughs> uh, it's a. Uh... Uh, I uh, I don't know. It's it's self titled. It's just a little. No, he was close. He was close. Uh, it's called was, the Pink Tape Man. That's okay though. That Next. was going to be my second guess. My second, <laughs> guess. second guess. All right. Next one. Um, we'll get you on the next one though. And speaking of next one, Brian's going to do it for a local next time, guys. But that's all the time we have for today. There has not been a commitment just yet. We'll get it one day. Uh, Kevin Smith, come on our podcast, please. And at the end of the day, guys, be a goldfish. And that's the Ted Lasso way. See you next time.